You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Honestly, I don't understand why you are not world famous yet. Oh, and do not, you know, it is, I've, it. <laughs> I've just written a, um, a post actually. Well, actually, I wrote it a little while ago about why everyone needs to listen to your podcast because oh it is just, it is, I mean, why are you not, I just don't understand why you're not world famous yet. It's just the most brilliant wedding resource out there. Um, it's you're, just fantastic. You're too anyway. nice. I blush. <laughs> I blush, I blush, I blush. What a delightful, delightful time that you're going to have today. I'm saying it before I've even experienced this myself because I have such confidence in today's guest. She is a media professional. She used to be a newsreader. Now that is very, this is my professional newsreader voice, Natasha. This is how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm professional because I'm talking about you before I've even introduced you properly. Natasha oh. Johnson. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm going to talk about who you are and where you came from and why we are talking today in a moment. But I'd like you to say, welcome, Alicia, in your best newsreader voice, please. <laughs> welcome, Alicia. This is the nine o'clock news. Oh it's, it's not nine o'clock and, uh, <laughs> and it's not the news. <laughs> Natasha used to be uh, well, a journalist announcer for the BBC, a very proper, proper thing. And now you're on my podcast, so I feel very privileged. Oh. That's really kind of you, really oh, kind. But oh honestly, gosh. it's not that big a deal, really. Oh, I'm gosh. more excited by doing this than I am ever have been reading a broadcast on the BBC. So I'll say that now. Well, sure. And people don't say fuck as much on the broadcast as no, uh, the BBC. No, and they should. And I wish they... <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I gave that all in, because you really can't just say what you want to say. You have to like be, be on pretenses all the time. So no, it's nice to just have real conversations with real people you know there's nothing worse when you're you're going to go and do an interview with somebody and you know that they really want to say actually my next door neighbor she was a fucking bitch but you can't yeah. say that on tv and no. it's nice to be able to say that on this or, or radio whatever medium so it's nice i like this well we are going to be talking a lot about what you do now in your next phase of careers uh, yeah after your uh well you're still very much in the media but after your professional news career i will <laughs> say when you just mentioned that i remember doing I've done so much live telly over the years and someone said to me recently Alicia you swear a lot how did you not do that on television and I always said there was a rule that when I went into the TV studio and that door closed there was something in me that just switched and went well you can't do that and you just knew yeah. you would never even say it there because of yeah. risk of going to air and it just fucking Absolutely. your career <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> And there have been people that have done it, you know, oh, um, it, even that not so long ago, there was that huge Sky News scandal where they were completely being sexist on, on air, not realizing that they were on air. And, uh, you know, you just oh. have to watch. Yeah, exactly. Watch you just, what you say. You just live all the time. I always say <laughs> a, a studio should is always be treated like a live studio. You never know when something's going to cut or cut in and out. And I always exactly. think, well, come on, guys, be professional. Don't be dickheads. Exactly. Although saying that you would think that I was trained and that I still had that in my mind the other day um when I was officiating a wedding wearing a microphone I went to the loo ah! and uh, the videographer picked me up um when he was editing the video back he could hear me going to the toilet which oh. was uh, really embarrassing well now so. can I just say from his point of view again I always say like sound guys or sound gals 
<laughs> not gender specific, but they must hear a lot of stuff. And I think so many times we would run in and out of the studio. I did morning television for years and we would run out and you'd have like a 30 second pee break. And you, if you're doing three hours of TV, you're like, I am going to pee my pants. I've got to go. And sometimes you just go and go, listen, I'm sorry. That was a quick pee. You've heard it. Let's all just move on with our lives. That's how it should be. And I'm quite embarrassed that I even let that happen considering, you know, I spent a long time. I know. And uh, I just hope that he, I was quite feminine and graceful at the time. And I didn't do like a, you know, when you sometimes, well, you know, exactly. Not very ladylike, is it? But um, you can't be a lady all the time, can you? Well, we all need to go. And you were professional. You just went and did your business and you turned out. Now, let's talk. Okay, we'll move on from toilet humour. Look, I love your story and you sent me the most amazing email. We've been we've been connecting on the social medias for quite some time and when you sent me this email I was like, Oh my god, just book this woman. Let's get her on and talk. (laughs) Tell me, tell us all about you. Yeah, well so oh goodness, where do I start? Okay. So after I left the BBC, which was an amazing place to work, and I couldn't have wished for a better company to be with. But, you know, it did kind of get boring reading news, really sad, boring news all the mm. time. Um, so me and my husband, we just said we're moving to the other side of the world, um, went and uh, moved to Mexico. Had a completely radical change of lifestyle. My husband became a diving instructor. Oh my god! Uh, and yeah, and I worked for um, this huge company that did weddings. Um, and I didn't actually do the weddings myself. I just helped out with uh, one of the ministers there and just helped her get things straightened out with the with the clients and stuff. And one day, uh, she phoned me up, Natasha. You've got to help me. My car's broken down. Mm. I am not going to make this wedding. No. I was like, oh, okay. And because I'm quite, I'm a little bit slow, even though supposedly I'm intelligent. Sometimes my brain doesn't quite kick in. So I was like, oh, what do you need me to like call you a taxi? Or do you need like (laughs) to, to get someone to come and get you? No, you need to get on that boat, get to my wedding and do this ceremony. That was basically, yeah. the gist of the conversation so that's how I kind of landed my first ceremonial gig which was quite exciting um I absolutely loved it uh even though I got thrown in at the deep end and I hadn't even met the couple beforehand I knew I'd found my new uh vocation and I got to use my voice to say really lovely things instead of talking about death and dying pollution and the environment and the government and yeah exactly i love it and because you've got the most amazing voice i love your voice i will say oh, oh it's, it's you know you hear good news readers you go, oh that's that works that really works <laughs> i just love that you had this sort of born identity style not life crisis but you you packed it all up you went to the beach yeah. you went fuck this we're getting out of london as Absolutely. so many people do yeah oh i've done the reverse which yeah you know, you've done the reverse well yeah temporarily <laughs> who knows how long it'll last uh and then <laughs> every morning on the tube i curse and i, oh, I go oh yeah. who are you don't miserable? even talk about the tube that will bring me out in sweats <laughs> <laughs> i smile now randomly at people and they think i'm some sort of lunatic and i just enjoy watching people not make <laughs> eye contact with me so you've had this sort of thing you've gone we're going to move to mexico i love that your husband said i'm going to be a dive instructor it does feel yeah. very jason Bourne. do you remember in yeah. that movie when he went oh let's go and open a moped shop within yeah yeah and so, she had like the little cafe on the side yeah. and he had his little moped business yes. yeah 
And I, I Completely don't, random. Exactly, yeah. random. So you, you know, <laughs> newsreader to born identity to then getting this, uh, although without the explosions, I'm hoping. Yeah, um, and the gun. Yeah. And the guns and then the eventual deaths and awful things. Um, <laughs> but then you fell into this, this, well, being a celebrant. Yeah. What the hell was it yeah. like when you were like, you had half an hour's notice to go and do this? Were you freaking out or were you like, I'm going to use all my, my, you know, media skills to just pull this thing off? It kind of was a bit like that. I had five minutes of just walking around going, shit, shit, oh my God, <laughs> shit, shit. This is a joke. Surely the AA or the rescue team could come and get you, shit, shit. Um, then I remembered that she had had been working on her script and it was on one of the computers. So I, I didn't have to write anything, which I suppose um, made me less panicky because mm. I had something already pre-written. But um, I had a little boat ride over. And this was a great thing as well. The venue where couples got married was on an island, like not an island, but you could only get there by boat. Right. Uh, this is the great thing about Mexico. It has these amazing places like this. So I had a whole boat journey to kind of get my head around it. And, and the thing is, I kind of remember as well, like one of my first days reading uh, a news bulletin and uh, my boss at radio at the time saying to me, you just have to remember that you're speaking to one person. That's, you know, picture it as your grandma. You're just having a chat with your gran and that's it. And I was saying this all the way and I turned up and they had about 150 guests. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can't picture that I'm speaking to one person anymore. This is, um, this is a bit bizarre. But anyway, it turned out really great. And I, I think I was quite good at pretending that I knew what I was talking about and that I knew what I was doing. Uh, and the couple gave me big hugs afterwards and seemed none the wiser. Um, well, that's what I hope they thought. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think if you believe in yourself and you make you make your confidence much more than it is, I think people will believe in you and believe in your confidence. So. I, t- I totally agree with that. And I think so many times over the years, people have said to me about stand-up comedy and they're always like, it's so brave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. It's not brave. It's just standing up and telling jokes. Uh, but I agree with some people when they ask about standing up in front of a crowd and how the, you know, and also doing sort of naturalistic interviews. That's the best advice I've been given as well to say, talk like you're talking to your friends. And I think that's always worked for me. And I think, you know, listening to you, it sounds like it's exactly the same thing. You're just having a chat with your mates. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I mean, now I don't even think about it as in terms of being a celebrant. But yeah, that that first moment was uh, a little daunting. But then I soon just kicked back to my radio days and absolutely loved it. And I and I knew there and then, even though I was mildly shitting myself, I knew there and then <laughs> that I I had a, a new career in in the making. So. Uh, a few few years later, when we moved to Spain, uh, I, I then set up properly oh my as gosh. a celebrant. Yeah. So I love this. So you just dropped that in. We just moved to Spain. <laughs> you went from the poo pants moment of doing your first cele- being a first celebrant, and then you're like, oh, we just moved to Spain. Stop I know. it. So had, okay, so you, you you went back. You obviously did it again and again. You felt like this was a path for you. Was it pretty magic to just have that moment and go, I want to make people happy. This is a great. Yeah. This is a great path. Yeah, completely. I mean, 
I get to now be with people on the most incredible day of their lives. And uh, there isn't many, well, for me, there aren't many jobs that can kind of top that, really. Mm. Um, it is a nice feeling to come home from your job and you feel like you've been spiked with love drugs. You know, my poor husband, bless him. <laughs> uh, you know, he's just like, oh, gosh, not another wedding. Were they really amazing? Oh, you know, he just gets it, gets all the, the feedback from it. And he just, poor man. <laughs> has to live with my oh the groom said this and you know uh so he does feel a little bit undervalued sometimes and feels that there's lots of grooms out there that are putting him him to shame and not saying all these romantic and lovely things to me but um but yeah it is a wonderful thing to be able to do something that you're passionate about even though I didn't know I was going to be passionate about it and didn't one day when I was a child think hey when I grow up I want to be a wedding celebrant mm. um but now that I am yeah it's something I'm very passionate about you also, and I haven't plugged, this is ridiculous of me, I got so excited <laughs> about speaking with you, I haven't even plugged what the hell you do, as well as being a celebrant, you have a wonderful blog, engagedandready.com, this is where people will be going to visit and stalk you and learn in a very positive <laughs> way, not a creepy stalk, a good stalk. I don't where... mind creepy stalks, <laughs> as long as they stay on the good side of creepy i can i can cope with that you know when it's funny and i i this is going to sound like i sit around and google myself which is not the case but um you know at work i use my married name so no one at work really i just try and go in under the radar and don't do much stuff but then mccormack you know is my maiden name and that's what i've always done stand up under but if you type in i don't know if you've ever played the game of typing in something and then seeing how google fills in the rest of it of the search terms? Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. weird when you type in your own name and then see what other people are putting afterwards. Just oh. play that experiment, Natasha. You might go, oh, all right, that's what people want to know about you. And it's always <laughs> interesting to see what creepy stalk people are trying to find out about you. And it's usually just... I am going to do this as soon as we have finished. That is the first thing I am going to do. Oh, wow. It's usually, and Rich will hate me, but it's usually like husband, question mark. They will try and see photos of Rich, which is always like, going, all right, I think I put enough photos of him up on the Instagram. But I don't know, people seem mildly obsessed with seeing photos of him. Like he doesn't exist. He is a fine looking man. Man, oh well that's way. true he's a very handsome bloke but you know <laughs> enough of my bullshit we <laughs> we're going to finally get to why we're here today as well we as are. getting we to are. know you i <laughs> love your well in your email to me when we first sort of connected you pitched lots of great talk topics and every one of them i was like yes 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 <laughs> let's bring all of this stuff to the listeners you've got so much to say i I'm so in love with all of your ideas. We're going to try and cover a lot oh, of them and no doubt coming back again and do more. What what I can share is that basically this is now my eighth year being a, a wedding celebrant. And about two years ago when I started the blog, one of the reasons I started the blog was because my head felt like it was going to explode. Mm -hmm. uh, I just had so much information in my head having been around couples so much um, and just learning from people about the different journeys that they take on their road to getting married. Um, and I just said, I have to do something with this information. It's going nowhere. It's just fogging my brain up. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to just start a blog and I'm going to start sharing this stuff with people. Um, and just really getting to what I feel are things that are overlooked sometimes in this crazy wedding world that uh, that we're in um you know the important stuff the heart stuff the 
the the reason why we get married um it's it's one of these things that uh i feel so passionate about and i i didn't realize how passionate i felt about it until i became immersed in this world but it is something that we just we lose sight of um and you know there are lots of things that can kind of blame for that not that i'm blaming anything in no, particular blame. just blame i always blame <laughs> pinterest ah, let's go <laughs> no not really i love pinterest i have a pinterest account but uh you know that we have got to a state i think where weddings have just got crazy good crazy and bad crazy um and part of me setting up my blog was just trying to reach out to people getting married um and just trying to say let's rein ourselves in a bit and let's take stock and let's think about what's going on in the wedding world let's think about how it applies to us i think you know we we live in a world where weddings are very visual they're very aesthetic um which is fabulous and i love that i love seeing pink lemonade poured out of vintage teacups i w- i could see that every day you know but... I, just at, I just do it at home <laughs> but i think you know there is um a good good grounds for us to kind of start looking at how we get married in more detail and looking this is why I'm, i talk about traditions a lot looking at how weddings relate to us on a personal level and just looking at what's important and whether you know we really want to be going down certain paths that we don't necessarily need to go down mm-hmm. so yeah it is very there are lots of things we can talk about and it is a very wide-ranging um subjects that we can cover so uh yeah it, you need to rein me in and tell me what you want to talk about and right. i will <laughs> i will rein you in and then set you <laughs> free i could just talk about everything so well, good we will all right well here's the deal how about we jump for a very minute tiny break but an important break because i like you to support my sponsors my lovely bride chillers and groom chillers and there will be more from the wonderful wonderful natasha from engagedandready.com after this we are very excited to be talking, we as in I, the royal we, uh, to Natasha from engagedandready.com. She is a former newsreader, journalist. She is now a civil, are you a civil, you're a humanist celebrant, aren't you? I'm a humanist celebrant, yeah. That that basic, basically means non-religious. Good on you. I'm, yeah. I'm all up for that and I think there is a lot of, uh, well, a lot of, things that we can talk about in regards to that. I think you probably would have heard I've had Josh Withers on before. Yeah, He's love Josh. Lovely Josh. Josh has become like the super celebrant in Australia. If you That's don't know, oh, he's lovely and he's a top bloke. But yeah, he is. it's great to see, you know, I think as you sort of said to me in an email uh, that there's a lot of uh, differences in, in sort of uh, celebrant services throughout the world. And uh, I know when I talk on the show, I try and talk quite generally because the rules are different in different countries, but it doesn't mean that you can't be sort of a little bit uh, malleable with what you're presenting. Exactly. You, you would obviously in Spain see people coming from everywhere getting hitched there. Was that? Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say 80% of 
apart from the not the Spanish people, obviously, 80% of, of the foreigners that come here are British, mm. um, with probably another 10% being from other European countries and then the other 10% from uh, Australia, um, the States and from Canada. Oh, lucky then. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a really lovely mixed, mixed bag of people bringing... Is- bringing all their craziness from all of their different countries with them as well which is nice to to meet (laughs) and it's an appropriate thing to say the craziness because i think each country has a different level of crazy when it comes to weddings we all bring our own very individual crazy (laughs) so what when you're when you're looking at your work and you are communicating with all of these people how do you bring your personal touch to it? How do you, you get them involved? Because I always love talking to celebrants. Also, I had a lovely Holly on recently and she was sort of talking, yeah. um, uh, you know, about how she brings her sort of perspective to it. But again, she's doing conducting services in the UK. So the rules sure. are different, what she can, sure. can and can't say. So what are you, what's your general vibe when you're communicating with couples about how to add personalization and sure. individuality? Uh, basically, I think my number one thing that I say to couples is that the rules are, there are no rules. Um, and that is it. Um, it's, this is their day. This is how they want to get married. They need to tell me what they want from their ceremony and I can tell them how we can make that into a ceremony. Um, and that can freak a lot of people out because they're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I want to go with this. So obviously, you know, there is structure, there is a format, there is a way that a ceremony has to take shape. But that still gives people so much scope for you know, adding their own personal touches, their stories about how they met, vows that they've written themselves, friends playing ukulele for them. You know, there's just, it's, the world is literally their oyster. There is, as far as I'm concerned, no right or wrong way of getting married. There's just the way that you want to get married. So um apart from nakedness, I really don't have um any prerequisites about what people want to do for their ceremony have you Although, been asked to do nudie weddings well this is a funny <laughs> story well she said, <laughs> let me tell you i i was uh i had a a couple a lovely beautiful lesbian couple um who had booked me about a year before their ceremony so we'd been planning this ceremony for a good six months uh and very casually they kind of just dropped into an email that they were going to be naked. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, this would have been interesting to have known this uh, earlier on. Right. Um, but as it turned out, they were naturists um, and the wedding was actually taking place on a, a nature reserve. Right, good. So uh, all of their guests were naked, um, which was wonderful for them. I told them I would strictly be having clothes on, so... Um, they were cool with that. Um, and actually, when I arrived, the, they told me that some of the guests, in out of respect for me, dressed up a little bit. <laughs> so they put, they put bow ties on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So this is takes this is to take the going. If you're nervous about public speaking, picture the audience <laughs> naked. Well, don't worry. We are naked. So it's fine. Exactly. But that's just a, a fabulous example of people getting married in the way that they want to get married. And, you know, you can't knock that really, even though they were completely naked. That's not my cup of tea, perhaps. 
but that's what they like and that's how they should do it. So oh, I have so many questions. I mean, look, <laughs> from a, from the foundations of doing exactly what you want, I think it's marvellous. I think they've saved some cash. You want to make, you know, you don't have to have wedding attire. They would have obviously <laughs> just, I don't know, hair and makeup done. We're, that's all we're going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mind is blown. I've, <laughs> I have so many more questions, but it's not for today. It's not for yeah. today. I, but I do love, I do love that you went for it. And, uh, you know, bloody hell, it's great. Yeah, I mean, that's my ethos. If I'm telling people to do as you as you do, I can't then turn around and say, OK, do as you do, but you need to put your clothes on. So <laughs> I have to kind of stand by what I say as well. Oh, so <laughs> how marvellous. Is there anything that besides, you know, obviously, you know, the nudie thing you went along with? And I think it's amazing. Is there anything that you, if someone came to you and said, we want to do this or this or this? Is there anything you go, whoa, 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 let's rethink this? Or is there no there are no limits? No, I mean, no, no, never. Um, I mean, people, people usually know as far as they want to go. And it's, you know, they know it's a wedding day and they know that, you know, you've got to have some kind of limitations. But no, I've never really had like real crazies like, yeah, we want to kind of uh, do a pinprick of our blood and cross our, you know, I haven't had anything like, <laughs> no, no, nothing like that really. Most people kind of know that they want to have something very personal, very loving, but they kind of know their limits and, how far they can take it so um and if anyone ever does kind of get like that i say yeah you've got your honeymoon for that kind of business you can maybe <laughs> just uh keep it you know you've got some kids coming so maybe you don't want to do that too much but no to be honest no not really nothing too dodgy i love that i always like to ask my celebrants what are some of the strange things and you have just exceeded all questions so thank you you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so one other thing we really, I really wanted to speak with you about, and you talked about it earlier in the in the interview, is that uh, we talk a lot about traditions. And I know recently I uh, had the wonderful Katrina from the Feminist Bride on the show, and we were talking about feminism and how to actually sort of broach the subject of being a feminist which we all are whether we want to admit it no we should all admit it I'm really passionate about this if you're listening to this show and you're a woman and a man I'm saying that you're a feminist because you believe in equality it's basic shit guys it's basic shit don't it's like well you know it's like Trump feminism is a piece of oh god I was going to get really fucking angry just then (laughs) but hopefully by the time this goes to air he won't exist anymore or he'll just go back to whatever Holly was born in and can stay there um but the idea you know we the people go oh feminism's a dirty word really annoys me so but it's great that you explore so much and i've read some of your blog posts about the ideas behind some of the traditions and really just rethinking your choices when it comes to what you're doing within the wedding service but also the reception and the day about you know what things mean to you Absolutely. I I love talking about this stuff because every time I talk about it, I learn so much more and I get a little bit more annoyed with some of the shit that we keep doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because, you know, I do recognize that um, people make choices that are individual to them and what happens on their wedding day is something that they've decided and something personal to them. So to hear... Someone like me turn around and say, I just think that is absolutely 
bollocks you know that's absolute <laughs> bollocks what you're choosing to do but obviously it's not my wedding day and I'm not enforcing that on people but I just think nowadays people do need to be more informed about the decisions that they're making um you know the the amounts of people I meet after weddings who come up to me and say do you know what I never knew that the bride and groom could walk down the aisle together themselves. Mm, yeah. You know, does that make their wedding valid? Still, you know, people just don't realise these things. Um, and so it is about informing people so that they can make those decisions in in a more um, informed way. Um, you know, a lot of the time, you, I think one of the topics that's quite passionate with with brides is about their dads walking them down the aisle. You know, some girls are very like... Women even are very like, yes, my dad's walking me down the aisle. I know that he, I don't belong to him and he's not giving me away and I'm not his property, but I love my daddy and, you know, I want him to walk me down the aisle. And mm. that's great. If that's how you honestly feel, then go for it. But a lot of women feel like that because they think they have to feel like that and they don't realize that actually there are options out there and, um, you know, just because that's what we did as a tradition that dads walked their daughters down the aisle, it doesn't mean it is a prerequisite for, for your wedding. Um, and, and a lot of people just don't realize that we, that traditions are so entrenched in, in our society and in the wedding world that people have got them confused and they think that they're actual wedding rules and, oh my gosh, if my dad doesn't walk me down the aisle, then maybe that doesn't mean our ceremony's real or, and it, that's just not the case at all. Um, but I do think it is important that people understand where traditions come from um, and people understand the whole idea of where marriages started and how they started. It is harsh and it is brutal, but it is the truth. Weddings never had women in mind. It was one transaction from one man to another man. The dad transacting his daughter to another man mm. that's that's what weddings that's what marriages were about historically to make people have um you know advantages geographically to improve a household to it was all to do with business and and business related and a lot of the traditions that are still lingering i use the word linger because they do linger around like a bad smell some of them <laughs> but a, a lot of the traditions that linger around are very entrenched in all of these really sexist traditions um, that 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 came about from when marriages originally, you know, kick started. Whenever that was, centuries and centuries ago. So a lot of people just don't realise that. And it's sometimes you talk to someone and and then they're you know they look at you and they're like, my gosh, if I knew that, I wouldn't have done A B C D E. And this is just what it's about: spreading this word and and letting people know that. You don't have to do these things if you're not comfortable with them, you know? Yeah. And and what about our mothers? Why can't a mother walk, walk their daughter down the aisle? Why does it have to be just just a dad, you know? It's, it's one of those things. We could be sitting here all day talking about them. But at the end of the day, everyone is an individual and you have to respect that. And I say that to be nice to everybody and to be fair. But um, I think that, 
you do need to know these things and be aware of them before you make your decisions. I, I, I think the best thing that I can do and you can do is try and see and communicate a different perspective. I mean, that's my, I think the fundamentals of why the podcast works is because I might be a bit of a loud mouth and say what I feel. <laughs> But I also try and, you know, do a bit of research and provide some a different opinion yeah, and perspective. And I think exactly. y- you obviously do that in your day-to-day and obviously on the blog as well. And just to hear you explain that in a way that I was just sitting back, I'm sure listeners are going, yeah, actually, you know what? There are so many different options and we do need to think about why we're doing things. And also, I love the point you made um about the idea to go well don't just not do it because you feel like it's the right thing to do understand why you're not doing something you've got to have a perspective on it it's like the people that go i'm not buying apple products because i'm against apple but then they're just trying to be cool because they're not cool it's like reverse hipsterism it really freaks me (laughs) i'm not i'm not endorsing apple i mean i love apple but it's like going well don't buy them for a reason not just buy them because you think it's yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it, and it's the same with weddings. It's like, you know, definitely do not do things because you think you have to do them. And if your heart is telling you that you definitely don't want to do it, then just don't do it. And and if it means that you're dropping a tradition, then drop it. No, Who's going to say anything about it? And if they do, you know, it's not their day. It's your day. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget, I had a, a couple of years ago, a woman came up to me after a wedding and uh, it was at a, 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 a wedding where the couple had walked in together, which I just think is just so I cool. I love it. I love it. It's, it's great. You know, it's so symbolic of where we are in our lives. Most people now, before they get married, are already living together, already have a house together, have been living together for a long time. So why not kind of kickstart your ceremony in that way where you're walking down the aisle together because you're saying, hey, guys, we we are together we are kicking ass together and this is us um and it is getting more common more people are are kind of having that that thought and so she'd seen this and afterwards she was just like oh my gosh i just i wish i'd known that you could do that when i got married because i walked down the aisle with my father and we didn't really have a good relationship and oh. i kind of yeah it, it's it was really sad to hear that really like Again, somebody doing something because they felt obliged to, they felt that they had to follow a tradition because that's what you do. Um, and that really helped me in my mind to kind of think, you know what, this, I am doing a good thing here and I am trying to help people to see that you don't need to do these things. You don't need to, to follow paths that you, you don't want to go down. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's what the blog does as well and just tries to spread the word that your word is the word and that's it damn straight (laughs) let's put that on a t-shirt your word is the word (laughs) that might not be grammatically correct who cares But I think it extends to other parts of our lives not just weddings I think we just need to you know step up grow some big lady balls and do it make some decisions Exactly. big lady balls are disgusting but let's just we'll move on for that oh my gosh that's a terrible way to end an interview very unprofessional of me big lady balls don't say it again alicia just stop <laughs> <laughs> natasha i well look i have just had a delightful time and i'm i'm going to answer for all the bride chillers and groom chillers out there that they enjoyed this too 
Thank you. I've loved it. We we so have got so much to talk about. I know. I mean, not even touched on half the topics that I even said that we were going to talk about. But we, yeah. Well, that's more for next time. Yes. Oh, is there going to be a next time? Of course there will be. Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm booking you now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would have. I just would have loved to have got to some more points for you. But well, let's, um, well, let's promise that we will do this again in a, the very will. near future. And I would love to have you on to be a guest Q and A answer a person as well. Oh, fantastic! That's made my night. I'm going to oh go gosh. down and open my prosecco in a minute. Oh, share, please. <laughs> And you're in Spain and somewhere lovely and warm and delicious and you can reintroduce me to the sun. I will come and visit. Oh, my gosh. You do that because I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here in my vest and shorts and oh, I'm, sh- I'm sorry. I'm stop sorry. It. I'm wearing – I want you to feed this, people. Can you hear this? The zippy here? That's Is that my, the zip? It's my thermals. Oh, I've just been oh, running okay. outside. I ran home from work and uh, to record this and I was wearing – I was running in thermals and this is called oh, spring in the United Kingdom. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Stop well, binging. next time we'll do a Q&A in Malaga, round oh. the pool, oh. nice and chilled. Oh, my God. Look, <laughs> let's just book this lady for every week. It is so nice <laughs> to share this time with you, Natasha. Engagedandready.com. Oh, if we want to follow you on various social medias, what are your handles? Oh, that's a good, my handles? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I am on at engaged and ready that's on instagram that's my favorite channel actually mm, love it um but uh, you can get me on twitter occasionally as well which is engaged and ready which is really bad because twitter are very lazy at monitoring their inactive accounts so i have ah. to go with the un instead of an and Annoying. Uh, but that's a whole nother story for another day but um but yeah twitter and instagram love those babies me too me too instagram is my current favorite baby child yeah. uh and instagram's the middle baby child that i still tend to but just don't feed as much as the other one that's a good way of thinking of it yeah. feeding them mm, i, feed I like them. that i feed my people <laughs> um look it's been so delightful we will talk again soon thank you for sharing okay. i love it and if you're a naturist and you're looking for someone to marry you natasha's your Alicia's here. If you're looking for someone to marry you and you're naked and you oh, want them fuck, to be naked, love go for Alicia. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll speak again soon. And okay. uh, all my bride chillers, happy days. <laughs>